0: mighty name of Jesus. Amen. hello Lord and our Father, I want to appreciate you, Lord, for another glorious evening to learn from your feet. We pray, even as we go into your word, you give us a transit to your word in the mighty name of Jesus.
1: Amen.
0: We that you, to your God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This, we started, we started, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen prayers
1: thank For you
0: in jesus.
1: jesus mighty name we are prayed. amen
0: amen
1: okay thank you uh we'll see if we're still not live on facebook yet okay uh, we have to do it again just give me a, a, a brief moment uh, facebook is not connecting just a brief moment I
0: guess it's-
1: uh, we're back thank you okay so we're live on facebook uh, we'll see if you we'll keep the, maybe we'll keep off video if that will make the quality a little bit better. Yes. So the book of Hebrews, a beautiful book. Um, if you read my, uh, introduction, you will see, uh, where we said the, the, the writer of this book had a very, very intimate knowledge of Yahweh had a very, very Beautiful and amazing knowledge of the Old Testament, especially. Uh, but before we go in into my notes and some of the things I have to say, let's just look at uh, the memory scriptures, which also uh, summarizes or uh, tells us the high points that we need to note here. It says uh, that Hebrews four fifteen, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. So this, this is just telling you us the eye points or the uh, kind of the, the beautiful things or some of the things that are significant that we need to note uh, in the book of Hebrews. Most people only uh, 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 know the 11th uh, chapter of Hebrews, that's the heroes of faith. Uh, so they think or they are, are uh, 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 aggregate the whole Hebrew, book of Hebrew to me be like a book of faith. Yes, as, as much as that is correct, but uh, it's, it covers so much more than just um, um, talking about faith. Let's read the introduction here, then we go into uh, some of the thoughts I have, then we can take your questions uh, later on. The book of Hebrews contains a very thorough handling of gospel in the scripture, likened to Romans. Romans has a central contrast between the law and grace. What the law is not able to do and what grace does. Hebrews has a central contrast to but this one is between the Old Testament and the New Testament, or the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The inadequacies of the Old Covenant and the fulfillment of the New Covenant in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews has a lot to say about the nature of the Christian faith. It also has a lot to say about apostasy giving us some scariest warnings that can be f- found in the script in all scripture of forsaking God. Uh, what is apostasy? A number, I've, I've heard some people uh, also mistakenly or wrongly use this word. Apostasy is for someone who once, was once in faith, once believed in, 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 in Christ and believed in the things the Lord can do, then starts denying the works of the Holy Spirit. That is apostasy. The matter of authorship of Hebrews is not a matter of consensus. What they're trying to say is that the author, we don't know the author, Uh, it's not a matter of consensus among Bible scholars. Whoever the author is, he must have been sophisticated. He must have had sophisticated rhetorical training and literary, literary skills. Also. He believed that Christians, Christianity is more than just another religion, religious movement. It is the only true way. Now, one of the things that the book does is to tell us that is to is to is to put Jesus on the highest pedestal ever. As in, so he also believes that Christianity is the only true way. The author anxiously aims to show its superiority over all the religions that were competing with it, especially Judaism. This informs the presence of a series of comparison between conceptions in the Old Testament and corresponding ideas in the author's interpretation of Christianity. In each of his comparisons, the Christian view is presented as the more advantageous, so in every comparison, this guy was doing among other religions, Christianity uh, was was said to always be advantageous. The original are obviously predominant. The original recipients are obviously predominantly Jewish, who were under pressure, maybe from the synagogue or from the gentle persecution of Christians to give up their Christian distinctiveness. For instance, they had their properties seized. That's in chapter 10, verse 34. Wherever the the recipients were located, they were at home with the intensely Greek rhetoric and interpretation of Judaism that the author of Hebrew employed. Okay, so that's the introduction for my manual. Uh, Let's just go to a little bit of um, just a few of my uh, note here. Uh, a number of of scholars have said uh, the authorship was Paul, but there are several things that um that that's that's, that's uh, 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 suggested otherwise. Number one, Paul called Timothy a brother. I mean the author here called Timothy a brother. uh Paul we never Paul has referred to Timothy several times and he never called him a brother. He referred it to him as a son. Uh, the author here uh, doesn't have the typical Pauline uh, uh, stats of greeting. Uh, no, even in in Galatians that Paul wanted to lash them. If even if it was one verse, he would still greet uh, his audience. So this person didn't do that. Uh, but because he also spoke about grace, especially towards the end of of the book, so it was believed that okay. Uh, uh, it, it was Paul because Paul closes with grace and prayers so however some people believe it, probably it was Barnabas that wrote it or uh, Apollos some even believe it is Aquila and Priscilla but uh, the authorship uh, is unknown uh, but we know that the, the, the author uh, uh, wrote around the doctrine of the apostles or the practice of the apostles so uh, we know that is 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 someone close uh, to the apostles, and like we read, the audience um, were predominantly Jewish <laughs> who were undergoing uh, persecution and imprisonment at that time. Uh, like I said in my introduction as well, uh, the author had a thorough knowledge of the Old Testament. I mean, he had a, a thorough knowledge and he also expected his, uh, the audience to have similar or the same knowledge from how Abraham was chosen to how the nation of Israel came up, how Moses was given the law Sinai, the Torah and then how priests and, and, and sacrifices came into being and the wilderness experience and how they go into promised land. So that is the whole uh, 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 history of, of of the Jews. And you could see several of the apostles have said this history. Stephen said it before he was turned to death. Paul, uh, I mean, Peter, also in his sermon, first sermon that converted uh, 3,000, the other one that converted 5,000, he said this same uh, history. So the book had uh, two main goals. Goal number one is to elevate Jesus as superior, that Jesus is on top. So it's a very Christocentric book which is centered on Christ. The the, the thing he wants to do is to elevate Jesus, bring Jesus on top, elevate Jesus as superior. Number two, to challenge the readers to remain faithful to Jesus despite persecution. So those are the two main... um, uh, qualities that that I mean, two main goals that the author uh, wrote. So now the book is divided into about uh, uh, six parts. We have the introduction, then four parts so message. The messages are in four parts. Then the conclusion. That's the the the, the Hebrew uh, the, uh, the the hall of fame, hall of faith, or the roll call of heroes of faith. Uh, to end it. So, um, at the introduction, uh, uh, the the author made us to to understand that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Two major things: Jesus is the radiance of God's glory, and Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. So, Jesus is, this, is the is the is is the rays. The way the rays of son is to the son. That's how Jesus is to, to God, to the glory of God. Seeing Jesus is seeing the glory of God. Number two, the imprint that you cannot separate Jesus from God is one of the authors that, I mean, one of the books that also uh, hammered on the fact that Jesus is God. And that is the, the, the distinguishing factor or the distinguishing feature of Christianity, between Christianity and any other religion. We believe that Jesus is God. Not just is yes, the Son of God, but is the exact imprint of God's nature. It's just like uh, 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 imprinting a signet ring or a, a stamp on a wax. Whatever is cast on that stamp is imprinted on that wax. That is how Jesus is to the nature of God. And so this metaphor shows the. Closeness, uh, 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 it it makes us, uh, 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 so it makes us, it it makes us, it shows the closeness and, and possible identification between Jesus and God, knowing that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. So, uh, chapter one, uh, chapters. Uh, chapter one, the first verse, uh, verses one to four actually uh, talked about uh, how what Jesus, uh, well, how God spoke to our ancestors in different ways. But in the last days, or in these days, He chose to speak to us through His Son. So there's a similarity between the opening here and the opening in John. John went straight. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is God. The same thing, uh, is similar here. Straight off. Pam, Jesus, uh, God is speaking to us through his word, through Jesus. So uh, they, it is divided, the book is divided into four major messages or comparison, compared Jesus with angels and Torah. He compared Jesus with Moses and the promised land, then compared Jesus with priests uh, and Melchizedek, then sacrifice and covenant. So those are the four major uh messages that the book uh uh is divided uh, into i mean that that the book passes along so now angels and torah for instance jesus i mean he he made us to i mean the book the book suggested or 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 or, uh uh made us to uh, the book said that uh jesus is higher than the angels now you wonder why why would someone compare jesus with the angels uh Because at that time in Judaism, it it was believed that um, Moses received the Torah from God through an angel on Mount Sinai. So if the laws that were received from an angel uh, could be so well revered, how much more? Jesus himself, who is higher than an angel. So that was the context of, of making Jesus uh, from chapters one to two, of making Jesus uh, um, uh, uh, exalting him higher than uh, an angel. Uh, and also um, making Jesus God himself, uh, even though he, he, he that same Jesus uh, uh, put himself down, uh, that kind of God's humility to die on the cross, yet is God's glory. So now, each part—I forgot to mention—each part of each of these four parts also ends with a warning. So the warning here is that, like the people of Israel, the warning to end this first part of the message, like the people of Israel, uh, rejected the Torah, and um, and God perished in the wilderness. We should not reject. God's word, because we should not reject this good news because anybody who does that will be perished. So that's the warning of that. So the second set of message, uh, chapters 3 to 4, that's talking about Moses and the promised land. Uh, So it's comparing Jesus with Moses and the promised land. So um, Moses uh, uh, led God's people to build a tabernacle uh, uh, for the Lord Jesus led is going to lead God's people not just to build the Tabernacle, but to build the old world uh, uh, for 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 God. So uh, the Israelites couldn't get to the promised land because of their of their uh, 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 disobedience. they couldn't get to the promised land. however, the book, that's part of the book is warning us that if you also reject the Messiah, won't just be able to, it, 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 it won't just prevent us from getting to promised like it prevent us from getting to heaven, getting to the new creation or the, uh, the new heaven and earth, the new creation that God promised us. So that was the comparison from, of chapter three and four. Now chapters five to seven talked about priesthood and Melchizedek. Uh, I don't know if someone can just help me read Psalm 110, just a few verses uh, uh, long, if you can open Psalm 110. A lot of scholars have said that Psalm 110 um, is, uh, the book of the whole book of Hebrew is a scholars or a literary literary expansion of Psalm 110. Uh, Can anybody help me? Are you there? Psalm 110, if you are there just unmute and read. but let's let's go to Priest and Melchizedek. I would love us to read that before we go to Priest and Melchizedek. Who is not on the road that can help me read Psalm 110?
0: Okay. I can read from me? Okay.
1: Uh yeah. no Simodha. sorry.
0: The Lord says to my Lord, mm-hmm. sit at my right hand. Mm-hmm. Until I make your
2: enemies a footstool for your feet. Mm-hmm. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter
0: from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Mm. I read in holy splendor. Yeah. Your young men will come to you like mm. a dew from the morning's womb. Mm. The Lord has shown and will not change his mind.
1: Mm. You are
0: a priest forever in the order of Mes- Melchizedek.
1: the yeah. Lord
0: the Lord is at your right hand. He mm. will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He mm. will judge the nations, heaping <laughs> up the dead and crushing the rulers of the old earth. He mm. will drain from a book along the way, and mm. so he will lift his head high.
1: Mm. Thank you very much. That is a, is a messianic psalm uh, talking about the, the supremacy of the messianic priesthood. That's the priesthood of Christ over the Aaronic priesthood. So the Psalmist has prophesied long before Christ came that the order of the priesthood of the Messiah will be an everlasting one. That's the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek rather than after the Aaronic order. So the the, the, the writer of Hebrews here in chapters 5 to 7 zoomed in on that. Zoomed in on that in, in which way? Um, that um, the priests in the Old Testament uh, will have to be an intermediary between the people and God. However, that system is flawed because the priests themselves are sinful. The priests have to first atone for their sins before they can atone for the sin of the, 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 the people of Israel. Sadly, a number of Christians are still operating in this level. I'll come back to that, but let's just go. How is that compared to the priesthood of Jesus? The priesthood of Jesus is, number one, a sinless one, is flawless, and is everlasting. is always available, unlike the priesthood of Aaron, whereby once the high priest dies, you have to get another high priest and... So the high priest has to keep atoning for his sin. So we have a perfect sacrifice and a flawless priest, uh, high priest who will who is also always available. So and it gives us direct access to God. So Jesus is the high priest here and is a, an everlasting high priest. Uh, and, and, and the Bible says he's a priest king. He's a priest king. Maybe I should just uh, 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 zoom in a little bit on that word, priest-king. Or let me start with the fact that some people are still in the level of the Old Testament, whereby they need a priest to atone their case to God. We all have equal access, the same access to God. If any man is asking you, they should help help you talk to God. It is calm. God listens to you. God respects and honors your voice the same way he honors the voice of we pastors. You have a direct access to God. Don't turn into an intermediary between you and God because I'm human like you. So we have the same access to God as priests and laity, as pastors and members. The same access. Jesus is our access. If you can call on the name of Jesus anywhere in the world, anywhere you are, that's it. That's the access code. Not your pastor. Not a prayer warrior. There's nothing wrong in in agreeing, coming in agreement, coming uh, together in agreement in prayer. There's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, that is not to to take the place of your, of, of Jesus or your access to God. So, Jesus is our access to God. Whoever it is that is still thinking that uh, that Old Testament uh, uh, style or or dispensation or the dispensation of the law this time now uh, is still what a number of people are still doing. And that's because they will never grow. They will not grow by themselves. They will not grow to 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 maturity to ask God things themselves. Uh, yeah. Some of my, my mentors mentors uh, jokingly, anyway, say that you pray for someone. Okay, let's pray. So maybe they came to you, pastor. Please pray for me. You pray for them, and the next thing they will ask you, sir, what did you see? Uh, is it by boss to see everything to see a vision every time I pray for you? You understand? And it has led that pressure. Has led a number of pastors to do what they're not supposed to do. So please help us. We are not. We are not angels. We are not your savior. Jesus is still your savior. Jesus is still uh, 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 is still the one who, 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 who can who can grant you direct access to God. He's still the one who can who is the only one that can listen to your prayers not a pastor. You don't confess your sin to a pastor. Yes, you help. we help each other in faith. We confess your sin to God. Now, it also says that um, Jesus is the priest-king. Priest I think king. Which means he was occupying he, he was occupying the, 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 the office of the priest and the king at the same time. Unlike the Aaronic order whereby Just the priest, the priesthood line. That's what they go for, and then the kings have their own line. Now, the the priesthood of Christ, after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a king of Zion and the priest of God, which means in this order, in the New Testament, in this order after Christ, you're a priest king. You're a priest. You're a king in your in your area of influence or your area of your career. And you're still a priest of God. Not all of us are going to hold the mic, and mount the pulpit and preach a message, and lead prayers. But as an engineer, you're a priest. As a teacher, you're a priest. As a banker, you're a priest. As a civil servant, you're a priest. As a businessman, you're a priest. So this 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 uh, uh, dispensation. Is a dispensation of priests and kings, the same person holding the two offices. Gone where the deserter will say, "Ah, No, you're a minister on your job. You're a minister, you're a priest in engineering while constructing the house, while doing the valve, while turning the valve. You're a priest, that is your office. So let's understand that it's not everybody, I mean, and some of us. I don't know anybody, uh, maybe some of uh, people on this call. The times, the things you used to do on campus, you pray for three hours, seven hours. The reality of work-life balance will not allow you to do that now. It's not because you have backslided. The reality of waking up in the morning, quickly getting on the road in a typical metropolis will not allow you to do that. But that doesn't mean you've you've left your priesthood. You are still a priest in that kingly office of of an investment banker in that kingly office of of a farmer whatever it is that you are your career is you are still a priest that is the priesthood in the order of Melchizedek and that is the priesthood of christ so this uh, third portion of the book ended with another warning that if you reject Jesus, you are rejecting reconciliation with God because he's now the priest that uh, was it, uh, it English now intercedes or the intermediary between us and God is no longer a human being that is between us and God. And the fourth uh, section talked about sacrifices and covenants uh looked at he looked at the the okay uh mr femi or pastor femi please unmute yourself you are raising your hand you have something to say or a question to ask
2: ah sister femi
1: knew oh yes um yeah
2: so this is just a contribution okay Hello. um, good evening everybody so you know there was a time i I usually think um, I taught with it myself, like you just mentioned that, oh, hopefully I've not backslided mm-hmm. because now I'm in the Western world mm-hmm. and we don't do video from the 10 o'clock to 6 p.m. anymore.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. even in Lagos, you don't do 10 o'clock video
2: <laughs> um, yeah, then I, I, I and uh, there are some so many things that I have done in the past that you know, maybe because I'm now in the Western world, we don't do that anymore mm-hmm. as being born and braided and uh, in C.S.C. Mm-hmm. But I got to realize that uh, Christianity is about relationship with mm-hmm. Christ. Um, like you said, you know, many people nowadays are using the medium of a pastor to talk to God. While you yourself, you're already a priest, you can yeah. open that mouth wherever you have that, um, that your uh, altar place, you can talk to God. And I also realized that even though you know I'm in the choir, I'm born in the choir, I sing as a choir, I'm also a minister in my own field. Example at my place of work. They know that whenever you open my office, you always hear uh, music or you will hear me, you know, the language that they don't Mm. understand, which is Yoruba, Mm. people praying or preaching. Mm. And whenever I have people come into my office, either they are weighed with whatever they are passing through. You know, Mm. I I talk to them, they confide in me. And I Mm. see that through my conversation with them, I am actually doing the work of a priest who, Which is, you know, which is indirectly, I am not quoting Bible so that they will Mm. not say, ah, you know, we have to be careful. Mm. But at the same time, they know, 100% know that I am a Christian. So they will not bring some things to my table. Mm. So they understand that, you know, with the way that I talk with them, I am different. With the way I channel to them to help them navigate their way through of life. Um, it's quite different from their own way. So this brings back to the college days, the university days, the Nigerian days, that, you know, even though things are changing now at our place of work, we should not be shy of being a Christian. Mm. We should talk our way, our uh, uh, talking, people should be able to identify us, that we are Christian, we are priesthood, we are God-like, we are Christian. So it's not until, We do the, you know, like you said, the six o'clock to six o'clock prayer partner or you have a pastor that you go confide or will lead like now people are having those things. And you know what? Some of them have been deceived because now there are so many things going on in Christendom right now. Even if you are not careful, you will be waved away. If you're not grounded, you will easily waved the way I am so happy grateful to God for the sound foundation that I had mm. before I came over and also for the continuous one that I continue to grow myself in the world mm. and also my kids and um, navigate them with the world so it's very very good for us as uh, as a Christian also to be aligned as a priesthood
0: amen mm.
1: thank you very much Matt wow wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful contribution. I mean, I couldn't have said it uh, better. I, let me just encourage you, man. Um, like you rightly said, uh, uh, not quoting the Bible in quotes. and Say, listen to me, the Bible says, yeah, I'll give you about three examples. Um, there was a movie by Mount Zion. I've forgotten the title. The man wanted to preach to his business partner, rich man. So, He used the story of Jesus in the boats. I don't know if someone knows that movie. You can tell me the title. And it was like, ah, there was a guy, him and his business partners, professional sailors. They were going and the boat was, there was so much storm. Even though these guys had degrees in naval navigation, they couldn't wither the storm. You know, the the friend was, Wow. So and they, and they, 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 this guy just went to his friends and just told them, shh, please be still. And the storm ceased. And we were wondering, what kind of power? Where did you get your power? He has gotten the guy's attention. Before he said, wow, the, the man's name is Jesus and you can have it. But if he has started that conversation with, hey, in the, there's a story in the Bible, probably the friend who is just has told him, hey, shh, I don't want to use this Bible. But he started business partners and friends, because they're all in business. So, see, strategy, eh, 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 eh. preaching the word as if you look, if you read the book of Acts, you will see the several strategies that the apostles used in preaching the word. So, it is not composite to open the Bible and say, Sister, sit down, so that then God will now see that, yes, I daughter or my son is evangelizing. No, I'll give another example. There was a story uh, in, in Russia, either Russia or one of the uh, Eastern European countries where communism was the order of the day uh, and then you must not be a Christian, you can't be found with a Bible. So churches meet underground. I know some of us have read books like that. So the soldiers now met this lady uh, on her way to this underground church. Hey, where are you going? If she says she's going to church, they will Arrest her she's in prison immediately. They will tell her to lead them to that church, go and arrest everybody that is meeting underground. So the lady said, Ah, our elder brother died, and they are just going for a family meeting to read the will of the elder brother. Ah, so sorry, you okay, can go now. When I heard this story, the person that told us the story asked, Did she lie? I know now, religious people, everywhere say, ah, I know, why did he say that? In the face of persecution, It was not denied Jesus, blah, 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 blah. So by the time this man that told us the story analyzed what she said, a elder brother died. He's not a lie. Jesus is our brother. He called us friends. He's our elder brother. And he's dead. He died. And they are going to read the Bible. The Bible is a testament. What is a testament? We <laughs> they're going to read the will of our elder brother, which is, so look at creativity. Last story I will tell before oh, we move on. Um, the Bible says uh, 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 Naaman the leper, when he went to Elisha and was healed, I know that story, but he said something when he was leaving Eli- uh, Elisha's place, that now I know that there's no other God except the God of Israel. When well, he asked for permission, he said, please prophets, I am the king's right-hand man. And whenever the king enters the temple of his God to pray, and he bows down, and he leans on my hand to bow down. Me too, I will need to bow down because that's the nature of my job. I need to bow down because the king is bowing down. Or know that when I'm bowing down in that temple, I'm not buying down to that God. I'm bound down to Yahweh. And the, the prophet said, "That's fine. If it was us, ah, go and resign. Why are you not resigning? What are you doing with the hidden king? Entering the temple with him?" Elijah said, "Go, because the intent there, the worship of Yahweh, was taken into that foreign gods, foreign country. The worship of Yahweh was taken into even the, the temple of their God." So what, wherever we are as priests, it's not composed that we have to sit people down and open Bible. In the, books, the Bible says in the book of John. Oh, yeah, come and read John 1-1. In the beginning was the word. Mm. There are creative ways we can bring these messages it, without even mentioning Bible. And at the end, introduce them to Jesus. God bless you, man. Uh, God will keep exist. And those of us who are facing such things in several metropolis, uh, metropolitan cities now. I mean, <laughs> uh, okay, maybe I shouldn't say this story. One of my lecturers told me sometimes, if we have time, I'll say that before the end of, this, of the le- lecture. But um, let's go because of time. Chapters 8 to 10 talk about sacrifice and covenants. Uh, so the older sacrifice, the Old Testament sacrifice, was done daily, yearly, several things. But Jesus' sacrifice in this new covenant or this new testament was done once and for all. So uh, don't the warning is that don't if you if you reject it, you have rejected forgiveness. Uh, uh, so then it went to so those four those four uh, divisions is elevating the superiority of Jesus. Uh, that Jesus is high is the highest. That's just the the theme of this book. Jesus is the highest. So first one looked at uh, Jesus equals God's word. Uh, that's comparing him to is uh, higher than angels and the Torah. So Jesus is God's word. The second uh, uh, division talking about Moses and the promised land. Like Jesus is the hope for new creation, hope for the the promised land, the, the hope for heaven. So uh, that's what he was saying. And the third division, priest and Melchizedek is telling that Jesus is the eternal priest. And the last division, uh, Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Then we go to uh, uh, chapter 11 to 13. Chapter 11 is what's now told us that follow great models of faith. And it started listing them, Abel, Enoch, Noah, maybe one of these days in church, maybe towards... The middle of the year we we'll talk about an Enoch walk with God that that verse is too loaded in fact that one verse uh Enoch really truly walked with God that man that man had some 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 extra extra celestial some celestial inter- interaction that I don't think any man <laughs> has had before after him so, so we talked about Abel, talked about Noah, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I was I, I used to think that Samson was a bad example. So I was I uh, we we sang an oratorio. I belonged to a classical. I mean, I grew up in a classical choir. CSC. Uh, Iture in Lagos in those days, So we sang an oratorio. By oratorio by Judas Macabios. No, not uh, I uh, is Andel. Uh, Israel uh, uh, Samson. Um, by Andel, yeah, Samson. So I was wondering how will Samson, how will, how will uh, 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 Andel write an oratorio on something? <laughs> Who writes on something? Like, you know, all of us, most of us too, we we <laughs> We've 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 sentenced something to everlasting hellfire. Like the guy can never be. A, but um, growing up, I knew that that man was really a man of faith, and was listed in the heroes of in the hall fame of heroes of faith. Something Rahab, the prostitute. So it doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter how many times you've made a mistake. If you trust in God, He will forgive. his forgotten your sins. If Rahab can make it to the heroes of faith, a, a prostitute. And Olusho, what we call Iran's girl, made it to the, to the lineage of Christ and was even referenced as a hero of faith. There's nobody that doesn't, there's no sinner without uh, a future and no saint without a past. So he's also telling, so the book also told them that despite the hardship and persecution, God <coughs> will not abandon his people. So, I'm also telling you no matter what you're going through, it may look like God is is quiet, but God will never abandon his people. So, then he gave a. So, at the the 22nd verse of the 13th chapter, the author called this book a brief word of exhortation after 13 chapters. You know, some, you know, all those people that will say that, "Uh, let's briefly consider this, all those preachers that will say, let's briefly consider this uh topic and three hours we are, still, <laughs> we are still briefly considering i hope my my uh, uh grace violence are not saying i'm like that because they will be laughing and say maybe i'm I'm trying to abuse myself i don't do that i don't think so no. so after 13 chapters he called it a brief word of exhortation thank god it's brief If not <laughs> so he gave two extra tips um number one uh, two extra tips I would love to give. Um, number one, whenever you are reading this book, uh, when you see a quotation, an Old Testament quotation, stop and go and read the original uh, uh, context. You will get a whole, a better view of what the author is trying to say. In fact, so, most of our app our, our, our Bibles can do that. Once you just see a quotation, you see like a, uh, a comment uh, or a, a thoughts uh, icon once you click that it will take you to the to the uh, uh Old Testament fast go and read the Old Testament fast you get more light into the book and second one um all those warnings are to make us feel a bit uncomfortable but not afraid those things if you read some warnings some very scary warnings there is just to make us. A little bit slightly uncomfortable, but it's not to make us afraid. Uh, so those are my notes. Uh, okay, we have eight more minutes. Do we have contributions? Uh, let me see if there are contributions or questions in the house uh, before we take the conclusion in our pamphlet. Any question? Okay, no question. Let me check Facebook. Do we have any question on Facebook? Any question on Facebook? Please uh, type your question. Okay, so let's let me just read a few thoughts. Um,
0: uh, okay. Um,
1: the uh, chapters, chapter one, though the whole of chapter one. Present the nature of Christ, the Son of Messiah, as the following is about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about 12 nature of Christ. Number one, the Son of God. Number two, the Heir of all things, the Creator of the world, the Radiant Lights, um, the Image of God, the Sustainer of the universe. Uh, I was listening to a sermon on apologetics by one of my friends. And he was just talking about uh, scientific tele, tele, uh, uh, teleological evidences of existence of God, scientific evidences. And one of the authors uh, said that, yes, I believe in Big, big, big Bang. And I also believe in the Big Bang theory as well. Uh, he said the author, he read an author. He said, I believe in the, the author said, I believe in the Big Bang. I only know who, who banked, who, who did the bank, who made the bank. And previously, my own belief about Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory says uh, the universe just comes into existence, bam, by a Big Bang. And everything comes into existence. That is not in contrast with what the Bible says in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, lights and light appeared. That's a Big Bang. It was the command of God that made the bang. (laughs) <laughs> so, they are not wrong. They don't just know who did the bank, who made the bank. Is God. Is the commandment of God. I mean, out of nothing, God just commanded light and him, everything came into being to make light happen. So, um, Jesus is the creator, I mean, the sustainer of the universe. Ah, and is has gone. Okay, let me just say this briefly. The universe alone has enough evidence to tell us about the existence of god the earth if it's if it's just a little bit farther away from the sun it will be too cold if it's a little bit closer to the sun it'll be too hot in fact the earth is positioned in the milky way galaxy to support specifically to support life if you look if you if we look at scientific evidence alone is there more than enough to 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 give us evidence or to confirm uh, uh, the existence of God? So Jesus is the sustainer of the universe. All those laws that I will told you this, it must just be on this. If if gravity is too heavy, it will we won't survive it. If it's too light, we'll be floating. Like everything is just sustained in the exact ratio. Uh, I don't know if you know, we used to play uh, uh, around, You remember in the days, uh, maybe Staffan will remember, in the days that our, our mommies used to buy clothes for us. Uh, uh, you, if you put the trousers on your neck, your neck is half the size of your waist. So just put the trousers on your neck. Once the size is your neck folded together like that, is your exact waist size. Exact measurements your your the size of your feet is is from here can you see my hand from your elbow uh yeah this elbow now i went to school from your elbow to your wrist that's the size of your try it when you go after the study put your feet from your toe from the tip of your toe to the back of your leg of your feet is is exactly the same size so Things, God has has made, we say we are fearfully and wonderfully made. NLT, I think there's a version for kids that I, I read. He said, God put so much time into every detail in me. Oh, how complex and beautiful I am. I love that version. So Jesus is the sustainer of the universe. He's the high priest of perfection. He's superior to angels because I've heard someone teach this before. And say that Jesus is just one of the angels and God just chose him. That he just chose him among the angels. No, that's it. That's it. Christological error, errors in, in the doctrine
0: of Christ, in the teaching of the doctrine. Praise God.
1: Apologies. Uh internet's messed up a little bit. Okay, uh, I think hope you can hear me now uh, back. So um, everything is uh, what I don't know if where, where I stopped, uh, but I was just hammering on the fact that Jesus is a sustainer of the universe. The high priests of perfection, Jesus is superior to angels. is yes, that what I was saying? Um, that I've heard some some preachers preach that Jesus is just one of the angels is a very, very wrong doctrine. Because the angels were created. The angels had, had as they have beginnings. Jesus is eternal, is co-equal, co-eternal with God. He doesn't have a beginning. Even the devil was created, devil had a beginning. Jesus had no beginning, is co-eternal with God. So he's superior to angels, is exalted king, is the Lord of righteousness, is the eternal one, and is the ultimate conqueror. Okay, let's just conclude because of time. Um, and we can take any comments in case there are any. From generation to generation, people have set up different types of idols. In, multi, in modern times, the limitless bounty of idolatry has included idols of fancy gadgets and equipment, material wealth, comfort at all costs, and agnostic lifestyle, to mention but a few. People have been trying to create objects and persons in place of God. Which of these idols you prioritize against God in your life? The Epistle of Hebrews makes it clear makes clear that only Christ deserves to hold the primary place in our lives. He offers us a better position, better priest, better covenant, better hope, and better sacrifice than none of these people idolize today can offer. Everything else falls into its rightful place as soon as we give Jesus his rightful place in our lives. And God bless us in Jesus' name. We are well, well, we are already one minute outside our located time. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, uh, Apologies for taking your time. Uh, Internet messed up a little bit. Uh, before I call uh, sister, okay, there's a pastor among us, Pastor Gabriel. Uh, please, sir, you're going to lead us in closing prayers, um, Pastor Gabriel Akionla. Uh, I just want to make a few announcements before I call our father, the pastor, Pastor Gabriel. If you in a quiet place, let us know so I can lead us in closing prayers. Sir. Uh, for those of us in Abuja, we we'll meet on Sunday uh, at, at 9 o'clock uh, uh, at Dubai International Market. Uh, we've been treating a series on on, on Rapture. We're going to be wrapping it up this Sunday. You don't want to miss that sermon. If you have your friends and family in Abuja, please tell them they must be at that sermon. It's going to be a great time. God bless you in Jesus' name. And we pray that the election will hold peacefully by the grace of God in Nigeria. For those of us in Nigeria, we're having elections on Saturday. It will be peaceful by the grace of God in Jesus' name. Thank all our diaspora uh, uh, people, thank you very much. I would ask my brethren for for uh, worshiping with us today. God bless you in Jesus' name, Pastor uh, Gabriel. Please lead us in closing prayers, sir. Are
0: you there, sir? If you can hear us, uh, I think you're still muted. We can't hear you. Pastor Akiola?
1: Okay, I, I don't think you can hear us. Uh, Sister Femi, please help us uh, uh, with closing prayers.
2: Heavenly Father, we just thank you, we glorify your name. Thank you for this time with you, all Lord, today thank you oh lord for your love continuously in our lives and in our brethren's life and in the church because your church is marching on and you know thank what you, the gate of hell will not have power over it we thank you O oh lord for the book of hebrew that we learn at your feet today thank you for making us to understand that we are priesthood we are we are god's creature. we are the <clears throat> pastors of our time thank you oh lord because we 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 can consult with you we can speak with you directly, thank mm. you, all Lord, for bringing into remembrance uh, of us today your word that your sons share. We glorify your name for everything that we have learned, and we will continue to learn at your feet. Let your name be glorified. We commend in Nigeria into your hand, O Lord, that the coming election will be peaceful and Amen. there will be any bloodshed in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. We pray for our Jerusalem that it shall be peaceful in the name of Amen. Jesus. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much. Sorry for taking four minutes out of your time today. I will meet you next week by the grace of God, seven o'clock. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Good night.